The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Wake up! It's the five count. Here it is. I'm right here. I'm awake. Tun's here. Tun's finally awake. He's been in a great radio coma for some time. Wake up! My soul! Yeah, we're jamming tonight. Yes! You know, it's pretty funny. This song pops into my head legitimately, like, just every... I don't know. Like, every few weeks, maybe? I just start walking around the house singing this song. You're always jamming. I am, really. Because jelly don't shake like that. <laughs> yes. Or however that goes. Welcome to the five count. Dusty is in rare form tonight. You mean like uh, hepatitis or what are you saying? No, hot. Extremely hot. Thank you so much. I'm surprised that we got into this building without you being tackled. It was ridiculous. Ton's got a lot of chest hair happening tonight. Oh, yeah. I know oh, you yeah. can't hear that. Well, maybe if you listen closely. Mm-hmm. Ton looks like maybe a guest at the party that happened at Weekend at Bernie's house. Oh, yeah. You know, one of those guys? Yeah, dude. One of those, like, high muckety mucks. Where I just chill at the beach all day, and then I get in my Porsche and... Yeah. Cruise the coast. And I look more like Bernie. Like a dead bloated corpse. Todd's got to wave my arm around. Pretend like I'm not dead. That's not true. That's a great film, by the way. I think tonight's going to be a great show. And I 100% wish I really was one of those beach dudes that cruises the coast. You look the part. Really? Now you just need a coast. I do. I need a coast. I need a Porsche. Well, how about a great radio program? That's a start. That's a start. Guess what's happening tonight, Ton? No idea. It's going to be a big, 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 big time show. Okay. You're going to be caught in a mosh, my friend. Oh, man. We've got an exclusive interview. Special guest tonight talking about Joey Belladonna, the singer for Anthrax. Wow. It's happening tonight. That is awesome. It's a madhouse, Ton anthrax on the program that is awesome that's right we'll be bringing the noise wow dude that's killer that's why we're jamming yeah dude we are jamming got anthrax tons got chest hair 
I'm just happy to be along for the ride. Oh, yeah. You definitely are, pal. I think you always will be. What else do we got, son? I know we've got that five-count hotline everyone's talking about. We've definitely got the five-count hotline, and it is open. Let me tell you what. 507-519-2030. That's the ticket to your dreams. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to set your bar a little higher if those are, in fact, your dreams. I don't think so, honestly. Call the number. You find out, pal. Ton, can I tell you something that I was thinking about a lot on my way up here tonight? I was driving and really thinking about how dumb and stupid Eric Clapton is. Yeah? What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) Because I really struggle with it. That's it. <laughs> what? I'm just dumb and stupid in what ways? Uh, most ways. Most ways. Yeah, like looking, acting, sounding. Just really, he runs the whole dumb and stupid gamut. I think. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> I feel okay. I'm really struggling with this right now because I've been having some conversations with my six-year-old You've been talking to eric clapton no my six-year-old daughter recently oh about calling people dumb and stupid and um well you didn't do it i did how that's not good so i'm struggling with that part of it um, Tom, it's fine because much like everyone else she's not listening to this she's program definitely not listening. um there's also a weird part of me that, like, if we get the opportunity to talk to Eric Clapton, I hope he doesn't hear this episode of you calling him dumb and stupid, because I'd still talk to him. Okay, so I don't like his music. I don't like his music. Okay. Um. Wait, now, I feel like this would be a much shorter list if you said the things you do like about him. Because mine is currently empty. But you sound like you yeah. might have a few items on there. Um, I like, I, uh, I like that, um, it seems like he's become more of a humble person in, in his later years. And he's, is that true? And he's focused on like different charities and trying to help other people with addiction and stuff. I think a lot of his help goes towards helping other, um, people in his, of his similar, what can I say? I don't want to say stature, but like people, like musicians, people of fame. He tries to help those people. Like I don't, I don't want to speak totally out of turn, but it seems like maybe helping people to find God and also trying to find sobriety and um, get rid of their demons and try to heal themselves and and this sort of thing. And I think that that's like super commendable and awesome. So as a person, I'm guessing he's gotten really awesome. He's probably a really great person, potentially. I don't know. I don't know. That's just what I know from when he started doing those String of the Crossroads concerts the, and inviting all these different musicians and stuff. But I don't. I don't go looking him up. You know, I don't. I don't. Haven't read any articles about the guy. I don't know if he's been in the news in recent times or he's made some bad decisions or mistreated some people. I have no idea. But based off of that stuff, that's what it seemed like. He was trying to help others, and I think that that's great. But I do not like his... I can't can't ever get 
behind his music. I don't know why. Even when I watch those Crossroads concerts, I really love those DVDs. But I love like all the other musicians, and I almost never sit through his set. Or there'll be like one song that I like. Or if Steve you try Winwood, to watch around him somehow. Yeah, if Steve Winwood comes out, I love it. Like Steve Winwood, awesome. He's like he's a good songwriter. He's got an iconic voice. You know what I'm saying? I I dig it. I even like his guitar playing. Way more subtle than Eric Clapton, but I I think it's way better. I don't know. I don't. I I don't get it. There's so many better blues guitarists than Eric Clapton. But you... So many. I'm guessing Steve Winwood doesn't go on like crazy racist rants at his concerts like Eric Clapton does. I don't think he would. Racist? Yeah. Is that really like how could he be racist? That's the weird part to me. I'm not sure, but I... I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm pretty sure that he said something about how England was a white country and it should remain that way and everyone else should get out and things of that ilk. And then he played a real number two-y song about crying in heaven or cocaine or some other thing he ripped off from a blues guy who he just said should get out of England. Yeah, that would blow my mind. I didn't hear anything about that. Um, that would be a very crappy thing to say and do. Uh, that just seems weird. Like, honestly, he seems like one of those types of people where I don't like. I don't even understand how you could possibly be racist. Like, especially even if you've like all of your music. If you're if you're in the blues genre. You're basically a hundred percent just saying like, um, all of my influence is is from another race. You know what I mean? Is from black culture and people and stuff. Basically, I mean, <laughs> what? You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense to me. Plus, let's not forget the fact that his music is terrible. Yeah, if we didn't already great. get that point across, it's not great. I'm gonna have to look that up because that's that seems crazy. Um, I don't know, and he's had like on that Crossroads tour. Um, you know, he's had like every he's had so many people. He had Pine Top Perkins, BB King, Gary Clark Jr. I mean, there's like tons of black artists that are on the show with him but maybe now that all those guys who he ripped off over the years are dead now he can tell everyone how he really feels really i don't know Don. i just just seems crazy i just hear him on the radio and i'm like i don't like this at all and then i find out it's a two for tuesday and then there's more of it and i'm like why does ton love this guy i don't get it (laughs) i don't i don't know all right. Well, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that <laughs> because I, uh, I think about it often. Wow. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna have to read into some of that. I don't know. I just can't believe that that would be a thing that happened. But okay, you know. Irregardless, I can say it's. I don't. I don't love his playing, and I've never. I've never uh, been super wowed by it. I don't know. I mean, I like the work in Cream. Cream was good, but uh, 
after that, like all of his solo stuff, I'm just like, meh. Like he has a couple songs that are good, like kind of like of the era that where you're like, oh yeah, you know, I remember hearing them on the radio. And okay, are you talking about that song where he stays up late and shakes his tambourine? No, that song blows. Oh, okay, that song blows. I'm I mean, gonna say I don't know you at all. <laughs> no, I don't like. I don't like it at all. Plus, I don't stay up after midnight. I'm anymore. really gonna have to. Stay tuned for our exclusive interview with Joey Belladonna of Anthrax. Yes. yes. I think we should play some Anthrax first to set the table here. I think we should. Because Ton, he's been known to get caught in a mosh. <laughs> awesome.
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Frank Bello from Anthrax, and you're listening to The Five Count. Turn it up!
Hi, this is Kurt Vander from Metal Church, and you're listening to The Five Count.
Yes! Hey, welcome back. Jamming. We're jamming. Yeah, we are. That was Anthrax. We're going to be talking to Joey Belladonna from Anthrax. He's the singer of Anthrax. Super awesome. He'll be coming up later tonight. Anthrax is pretty jamming. What's your uh, relationship with Anthrax, if you have one? Um, Were you a big fan growing up? Are you a big fan I, now? I wasn't a big fan growing up. Do you at like all. them more than Eric Clapton? I do like them more than Eric Clapton. <laughs> do you have anthrax? Maybe that's the question I should be asking. I might have anthrax. Um, no, I wasn't really a fan growing up, actually, <clears throat> which is kind of strange to think about. But I didn't. I, I had zero exposure. Um, and it wasn't until later, probably. In my, so probably in my upper teens, early twenties, so late nineties, early two thousands, that I more like discovered them. Oh, I'll be totally honest with you. Um, I didn't even get into Slayer more until I was like eighteen, nineteen years old, and it's like when I discovered Slayer is when I also kind of discovered Anthrax, and I was listening to all that stuff <clears throat> around the same time. Can I be honest with you? Yes. I never got into Slayer. Yeah. Sorry. I got into them at that point, which I think was even kind of late because it didn't stick with me. Like, uh, like Rain and Blood was, yeah, okay. Like, sure, cool. But it's never really, it never really did the thing for me. Because by that time, I was already a huge Pantera fan. So and Pantera's like I can't I don't I don't know. For me, regardless of what Jerry Severinsen, Severe Sun Bernardson says, um that was like the benchmark. If you know what I'm trying to say. That was like the new metal benchmark. Um was like how does anything how much of a candle does any of these other bands hold up next to Pantera? It was the new metal benchmark or the new metal benchmark? The new metal benchmark. Okay. Just wanted to clarify. Because new metal blows. Because I know you're a huge fan of Mudvayne, so I didn't want no, you to no, misspeak there. I am not at all. Actually, it's really interesting. I saw, um, I was. I tried to watch some of this video. I can't wait to to continue watching it. But um, there's a guy on YouTube. I feel like I've talked to you about him already. Billy Floyd shouts? Uh, no. Oh. Um, it's Rick Beto, and he does a ton of awesome music interviews, and he does some really interesting videos just breaking down music anyways. Better than ours? Today... It's really good. I mean, he's got almost four... <laughs> That's tons way of saying you're not very good. <laughs> he's got almost 4 million followers on, on YouTube now. We have almost 4,000. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm saying it's nothing to... I mean, you could sneeze at it, I guess. Yeah, you could maybe sneeze you don't at have it to. two or three times. Today, he released a video in the room with Pantera's Rex Brown, Zach Wilde, and uh, Charlie Brenante. Which, from Anthrax. From Anthrax. So, because Charlie plays in Pantera now, <clears throat> and uh, 
they, even those guys, like Zach and Charlie, were talking about that. They, one of the things Rick Beto asked them about is like, how did metal start? Where do you, where do you guys view metal starting and how it progressed? And one of the things that Charlie even said was that as soon as Pantera hit, like around 1990, so like Cowboys from Hell era Pantera, like which most people know, even though Charlie became friends with Pantera um, before then, they became friends when Pantera still had Terry as the front man and they were playing like Metal Magic and all that business. And so that's why Charlie's even in the band now because they've they like him and Rex and Phil have known each other and stuff for all these years. And anyway, that's also why Charlie took the responsibility so seriously. He explained even in that interview of like how if he were out in the audience, even if he were in the audience when Pantera was playing the new Pantera that we're talking about now, current, if the drummer was out there playing and didn't sound like Vinny. <laughs> oh, anthrax is yeah kicking up again. If he didn't sound like Vinny, he'd be he would be he would be pissed. You know, he would be upset that the drummer wasn't doing him justice. So he he apparently like set up his kit the way Vinny did and everything. Like, did all these things to put it in place of like I need to figure out getting Vinny's sound and doing him justice whatever instead of just doing my own thing over top of it but they had this big conversation they talked about that and he himself said like as soon as pantera like cowboys from hell like 1990 and on and whatever you know i think 90 was more uh vulgar display i think is 90 came out or vulgar display came out in 1990 but he said that whole era he explained it that he felt that pantera was the new benchmark like it was like metal was these other things like in the 70s metal was these bands in the 80s it was these bands and then in, when the 90s hit it was like you slipknot need, you needed to be as good as pantera oh and the slipknot came i think in much later 90s but so that's the way it was for me and i just didn't i don't know the slayer and the even anthrax by that time it was like oh yeah this is some Sweet oh, thrash okay, metal. You really went uh, the scenic route there to get back to the question I asked you. Yeah, but I felt like it pertained because one of the people I was talking about was also in the band Anthrax. Um, I just like to say that, including Joey Belladonna, we've had three members of Anthrax on this show, and Rex Brown. Yes, and the original singer for Pantera. And why is this other guy that you're in love with so much better than this show? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. We've got the credentials. We do have the credentials. Maybe it's just the the thing that we don't do it on video. I don't Is know. it my face? I think if we did it on video, it would get worse. Yeah, that might be. I don't know. I have no idea. I agree with you, and mm. I have no idea. Well, damn it. I know it's strange. Have you seen Anthrax live? I want to say yes to you, but I can't remember the well, don't specifics. Don't lie, Tom. Just tell me the truth. I feel like I have, but I can't remember the specifics. That's the weird part. So really, if you may have been there, but maybe you weren't. Did we see him when we... No. Who all played when we saw Slayer? 
Um, Were they one of the openers? They played with Megadeth. I know, but did Anthrax come on before, Meg- or was it Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer? No. No? Was it only Megadeth and Slayer? Yes. Really? There's usually always a third one. No, you're just making up stuff now. That's not the one where Machine Head was there? That was Dio. That was Machine Head, then Megadeth, then Dio? No, that was Machine Head, and then just Dio, I think. No, dude. We saw one where Machine Head... Maybe it was... Remember, we we went to a show, and Machine Head was on there, and then and we were both like, this is dumb, and you're talking too much, and then... Not me. I Meg- never said that. Megadeth came out, and and Dave- I said let's let's see a circle pit like it's nineteen f and eighty six. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what I said. And then Dave Mustaine came out and said, "I know a lot of people are talking a lot around here, so we want to give you your money's worth. We're just going to start playing." And then they played their entire set just straight through. But then they were still like the middle band, and there was another band on after them. But I forget who that was. Are you sure about this? Yes, a hundred percent. They freaking rocked, and we. And the, well, you don't the, have to get upset, Todd. I'm just asking because usually everything you say is a complete fabrication. It is not. How do you not remember all these bands we've seen where there's two openers? According to Wikipedia, Machine Head and Dio played with Megadeth. See, I told you. So it was then Machine Head, Megadeth, then yeah, Dio. that's what I said. No, you did not. Said no, you did not. something like that. You didn't say that at all. I saw Anthrax play with Motorhead about 20 years ago. Really? And that's the end of my story. Okay. Until tonight. That seems like that would be okay. It was pretty good. Yeah. But nothing compared to having Joey Belladonna, singer of Anthrax, on the program right now. Awesome. Are you excited for this? I am. Do you feel bad about all the stuff you said? No. Alright then. We're on the phone today with the one and only Joey Belladonna, the singer for Anthrax, and also the band Beyond Frontiers. Joey, how's it going today? Yeah, Justin. Yeah, great afternoon, Andy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Well, Joey, I know you're currently playing shows with your band Beyond Frontiers. Can you tell the listeners a bit about the band and what it's all about? Hey, you know, this is a a band that's doing a night of journey music. Uh, it's something that, uh, that I thought was a great idea for myself vocally. I love the music. I've always liked journey long before journey had Steve Perry. Then when Steve Perry came around, I mean, I, I fell deeper into the music, you know, more so than even, uh, I could imagine, you know, so I enjoyed everything that, um, you know about it so i just thought it would be challenging and to find a really great band you know out of nashville these guys were really great they they um they do a nice job with everything and they're good people and so it's just it's a really great great project for me musically and vocally you know yeah and i would say it's maybe seems strange on paper to uh, some of the fans out there who might only know you from uh, anthrax but i mean you guys are definitely the real deal well i thank you very much i mean definitely we're, we're, we're aiming for everything that, uh, entails for a musical, uh, I mean, a band doing the music, it, it's in, in its entirety, you know, that's, uh, you know, again, without all the, you know, all the uniforms and stuff that go along with 
some of the tribute stuff, which is fine, but I, that wasn't what I was, I wasn't trying to do all that. All I really, really wanted to do is have a great band and do some really good music. And even though I've done thrash, you know, it's just, I've come from a long time being melodic and having uh, a vocal style that was, uh, you know, in a, in a more of a, a catchier, uh, hookier way um, into blues and fusion and uh, progressive rock. You know, I like all kinds of music. So thrash really isn't, I get, I kind of get pinned into that. And even then I've been different being in the thrash, but I sing different over that. So it's just sometimes it's weird for people to get their head around me doing the journey thing. I know it's a different kind of style. You know, some people are not into pop and rock and, you know, commercial stuff, but it's not even really that. I just like the music. So Excellent. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you're also with Anthrax, of course, and, and that's been almost 40 years since you first joined uh, that band. Does it seem like 40 years ago to you? At times, and then there's been times, at times it just uh, disappeared, you know. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, but it's amazing, too, when I, when I think back, we're still rocking, you know. We're still, I mean, we're as, as good as ever. I mean, I feel uh, that we are really got a great, great vibe as far as the live show. I mean, we really have a, it's just there, you know, only missing one guy. And that's, you know, where other people may only have one guy in the band left or nobody in the band left, you know? And, uh, yeah. And, and the music's uh, it's pretty, pretty brutal. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's moving. It's, uh, it's challenging, you know? I know you've been in and out of uh, the band uh, a few times over the years, but you've been through a lot together, you know, over those years and you've influenced so many bands. What is the, the dynamic like for you guys now? It sounds like everybody's, kind of firing on all, all cylinders and everyone's on the same page. Yeah. You know, we're definitely on the same page. You know, uh, we've always been very focused on the music and where the band needs to go and stay true to what we do. I mean, there's no reason, uh, for, uh, I mean, actually there's just no way we're going to do what we do if we didn't have all that focus and the determination that it takes to put it together, you know? Sure. Well, I've read you've been back in the studio here as of late. How has that been going? Are we going to maybe see a new album here down the road from Anthrax? Well, I'm sure there's going to be an album. You know, I mean, that, that's way beyond that point now of of guessing if there is any any kind of uh, music being documented. It's just, you know, everything is a little bit of step-by-step. Step. It's taken a long time, regardless of, you know, the, the circumstances of time, time lapse, but... Uh, the music really it take it takes a little bit more thought than just kind of throwing it out on there and just winging it. You know, we really there's time spent, but yeah, there's a record being put together. You know, I mean, without even really being able to give you any kind of, uh, I mean, I'm not even have even so, said a word, you know, yet with it. So I'm I'm working towards that that moment. You know, when it's time, I'll get in there and do my thing. You know. Excellent. Yeah. When it comes to that time, is there like a process or maybe a frame of mind you need to get into to, to play this kind of music? I mean, back when you first started, you know, everybody's kind of young and, you know, angry and, you know, that music makes sense. But as you get older, maybe it's uh, is it a little tougher maybe to, to get in that frame of mind? Not at all. It's a lot easier for me. I mean, I've, okay. I've countered every little move that I had throughout the years that may have 
you know, early on, I didn't know the music, didn't know the band. Then, then you get that whole live feel going, and then you, then you take on the show after show after show, live shows, and year after year. And then, you know, going in and do a record, it's always a different approach uh, musically and small, small bites of it. You know, obviously, every song has its own little uh, twists and turns and what you can do with it and what you can't do with it, you know. Uh, I kind of go in there and just, I go in without any kind of expectations. I just know that I'm going to put my best effort to make something come out of that song with the riffs and have the coolest ideas that I could possibly do on it and have something that's just, you know, ear catching, you know, I mean, something that really kind of rocks you, you know, you know, when you get something, you pick it up, you're like, Oh man, this is awesome. I'm digging (laughs) this now, you know, and I can hear this over and over, you know, and the production too is really important. I mean, that's a, that's been really Jay Rustin has done fabulous job with us. I mean, he knows what we need and uh, how we do it. And he works with me, I mean, enormously well. That's one of my bigger things that I like because we connect and the music really comes together quite quickly and, and without any any uh, deep thoughts. You know, you just, some people maybe spend and overthink a lot of things. And I try not to do that, you know. Well, it's awesome news for the fans that uh, we could be getting that Anthrax album. And I know you've done some solo stuff over the year as well. Is that something maybe we could see from you when you're not touring with Anthrax? Could we be maybe seeing some solo stuff on the side? Well, you know, there's 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 here and there, you know, get people together like, oh, that'll be great. Let's just do that, man. Maybe we can do that. Let's, let's get some ideas together. And a lot of stuff just kind of like, I don't know, for some reason, it's just like one of those plants you don't water. It just kind of seems to not get off the ground. Uh, nothing thorough. I mean, I had a bunch of ideas with people that just kind of fizzled just because of time and effort, you know. Some people just... uh I don't know. Yeah, but I love. I love. You know, obviously, I have to do something solo. I mean, that's why. That's why I get to, when I do the journey, and then and having some other, uh, you know, my jukebox thing that I do, Joey's jukebox. I uh, that I can do every band that I want to do, and every song that I wish to do, and I can sing, sing, for hours doing that. So I get so much out of that. But uh, you know, original music would be pretty nice. You know, to be able to put something together but you know with all this going on i don't i don't i don't really know (laughs) um but it would be neat to hear something you know quality solo thing everything i put out before is basically just demo stuff it's it never never was finished uh you know i think a lot of people thought there was like finished records and then they really weren't you know sure so yeah that's great that you guys are able to you know do the anthrax thing and then um kind of go off and and do your own stuff and then reconvene and i know um charlie's kind of been moonlighting uh, playing drums with pantera now i want to ask you what you thought about that i know some people think it's a bit polarizing maybe i think it's great for the fans but um have you had a chance to maybe see that at all oh yeah i I was with him uh, uh, my wife and i were there at mexico city the night before our show saw the first first pantera off the ground that that lineup and um then i seen him not too long ago maybe about two three weeks ago tops and actually joined them on walk which <laughs> really wasn't much for me to do but it was fun to be up there you know um but yeah it's a great i mean come on it's fantastic you know the guys phil and rex i mean they've they've done a lot over the years and it's it's just uh i mean it's a great thing you know for the fans you know 
Definitely. Happy for well, you know, I mean, he loves to play that music. He's it's a perfect, perfect guy for the, the music, you know, and he loves to play drums, you know, and he does it well. Well, Joey, do you think uh, we'll see Anthrax back on the road here maybe or later this year or early next? I know you guys have done kind of some festivals here and there, but could we see maybe a tour coming up soon? Uh, I'm not really sure if you're going to see much this year. Um, it may uh, may take a little bit of time for us to finish the record and get that going before we, who knows, you know, sometimes you get an offer and you may, you may venture out, but at the moment, I don't see. I don't know of anything offhand that I can bring to you. You know, in other words, you know, times doing a record, everybody's looking for something to get done. So we're, we're really trying anything we can to get to that next level, you know? Um, but yeah, looking forward to hitting the road. If it uh, comes up when it, when it's ready, you know, when the time is, time is going to put us out there on the road, you know, Sure. In Minnesota, I hear right. Yeah, that's right. We're in Minnesota. Well, what about those Vikings? Come on, we can't. I mean, what about the Vikings? <laughs> yeah. hey, are you, you laugh like, uh, are you a fan of the uh, the team? Uh, yeah, but I'm sure, as you know, uh, we kind of uh, set ourselves up for a disappointment every year, it seems. But uh, we're still we're still out there rooting for them. I am a fan, by the way. I'm a huge, huge Viking fan. Uh, so I'm out. I'm out for all of it. Right alongside you, you know. I didn't mean to, to deter from the music part of it, but anytime I talk to somebody from Minnesota, I I can't help but share a possibility and what 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 their expectations are. I mean, I know it's a it's a, always an uphill battle, no matter what we do, sure. how we do it, or I should say, we they. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, Joey, I wanted to ask you. I don't know if this is even on your guys' radar, but. Um anthrax in the rock and roll hall of fame do you does that matter to you guys at all do you think that's something i mean obviously it's well deserved do you think that's something that might be coming up you know what the hall of fame is uh it seems like there's a long long list of people that aren't even in yet let alone us i you know every once in a while it, it it kind of you ponder the thought of it but i don't sit around and dwell on that kind of stuff it would be you know, hey, anything you can get from the, your peers and people that have us in mind for the right reasons, I mean, sure. I mean, I, I, I welcome that. Uh, it would be very much of an honor. But at the same time, it's not anything we just sit around and, and wait for that to happen. You know, I mean, we're we're happy to have even been nominated for Grammys and stuff like that and, you know, medal awards and things like that. And that's that's nice, you know, too, because it's a fan fan base, you know. So, or whatever, but yeah, I don't, I don't really quite think about it too much. Well, I think something way better than the rock hall and, you know, all the awards, um, you guys being part of one of the, uh, one of the best moments in television, I think being on married with children. I wanted to ask you your, your memories of that. Yeah. Well, you know, all I know is when I wasn't really familiar with the show that much. And then when we had a chance to go, it's like, holy cow, you show up on a day on a Monday and then start reading the script and you're kind of like clueless and you watch the rest of the cast zip through their stuff. Like it's nothing. And finally you start getting your lines and then, you know, shoot to Friday after you do a few run throughs throughout the week, you know, you do two live shows. It was, it was really awesome to be a part of the show. 
I mean, it was an honor. Everybody was there digging a moment. It was a good episode. I thought it was pretty funny, well-written. And I don't know, it just gave us a chance to have some fun. And, you know, hey, it's television, right? Yeah, I will say that's one thing about Anthrax. Um, you guys have never been afraid to to branch out, and you know whether it's married with children or you know working with Public Enemy or you know any of the different things you guys have uh, taken on. Uh, definitely a trailblazers for sure. Yeah, you know uh, I don't think there's an end to those possibilities for us because I think we're we're definitely open to the possibilities of cool cool different swings in our in our game. You know we're looking for it here and there you know everybody's adventurous about what they like and where their eyes and ears go to you know we're not just music only where there's a lot going on with the band you know a lot of intriguing minds well joy i know you mentioned a lot of stuff going on for you present day here is there anything else maybe in the works or, or something else we should be watching out for yeah i got a, i got another 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 thing gonna be coming up alongside the beyond frontiers uh lineup we got another thing we're going to put together. Um, get pretty close to announcing it. Um, I'm going to be psyched to be able to do that. You know, I got the new website out, jellybelladonna.com. You can take a peek at all that stuff where, where all that info will go up, you know, and, um, I just, just really try to keep, keep up with my craft and keep busy. And, you know, as we speak, I just keep, uh, working at that you know that's my main main thing um it's just it's an uphill battle every day you know you just got to keep keep plugging you know keep keep pushing along you know there's a lot of ups and downs so you have to remain i mean i i didn't get into it to get out i I stayed in it you know i've always been into the music even while i was out of the band which wasn't really my call you know that was something else uh chosen by other people but i I always remain stern and get keep pushing ahead to get something done, you know? Awesome, man. Uh, Joey, I'm a huge fan, and it's been an honor speaking with you today. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you very much, uh, Dustin. I really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. I'm looking forward to everything that's coming up, and hopefully we can speak again sometime. Yeah, man. Thank you, and uh, go Vikes. And again, that was the one and only Joey Belladonna from Anthrax and Beyond Frontiers. Check out everything he's got coming up at joeybelladonna.com. It's time for your medication, Mr. Brown.
Hey, what's up, my friends? This is Scotty Ian from Anthrax, and you're listening to The Five Count.
I feel like a comatose Damn, my man, the future's same when I post those Rock with some pizzazz, it will last my ass Roll with the rock star. you'll never get accepted as We got to plead the fifth, we can't investigate Don't need to wait, get the record straight Hey, Monty and effect got flavor, Terminator Extra side checks, play to get paid We got to check it out, then on the avenue A magazine to do is dissing me and dissing you Yeah, I'm telling you Everybody, this is David Olson from Megadeth, and you are listening to the Five Count.
still jamming, son? Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the five count. It's really good. That was Anthrax. Joey Belladonna from Anthrax. Oh, yeah. He was on the program. What a guy. Not only is he an Anthrax, but he's also in a Journey cover band. Really? Which uh, <laughs> ton kind of wish that he would have thought of, but Joey Belladonna beat you to it. A Journey cover band? Yeah. Crazy. You just talked all about it. Weren't you paying attention? Man. I was trying to figure out how many times we saw Megadeth. Oh, yeah. A Journey cover band. I would never have assumed that. It's called Beyond Frontiers. Wow. Wow. Well, there's hope for you now, Ton. There really is. You can be in that Kentucky Headhunters cover band you've been talking about all these years. That'd be great. Well, what are you waiting for? Let's start it up, Dust. I don't want any part of that. I need you to be involved. Can can't I, do can this. I grab some slob, burgers, fries, and a bottle of ski? Yes. Bring it on down to my tunny and me? Yes, dude, you can. I'll pass. What do you mean? Dust. I can't do everything just by myself all the time. I know that's like what you wish would happen. Just that- do it all yourself, ton. That is what happens. I ask you to do stuff, and you're like, no, I'd rather do it by myself. No, I want... Just kidding. Ton doesn't return my messages. <laughs> I want to be... need some input. 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 Maybe. You should have thought about that like uh, 10 years ago before you were going around being a big jerk to everybody. Okay. Just something to think about. Sorry about that. Well, it's too late now. What's done <laughs> is done. Okay. So what happened? Well, if you just give me a second, I'll let you know. (laughs) This is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. Ton would just get off my GD back. (laughs) Listen, Ton, this was a big show. We were doing some major rocking even 10 years ago. You thought Anthrax was a big deal. Wait till you hear who we had on the show with us 10 years ago. Can't wait. We had on an exclusive interview with actor and musician Harry Shearer. Oh, man. You might remember him as Derek Smalls from Spinal Tap. Awesome. Talk about metal. Yeah, dude. Man, we've been the real deal. I bet freaking Tony Bonerface or whoever you're in love with who has that other show he probably has never had any one from Spinal Tap Rick on. Rick Beto he's yeah, a nice guy. guy just calm right. down just saying Dick Speedo probably has not had <laughs> Spinal Tap on his show but we had 10 years ago oh yeah good stuff it was the best stuff and when we weren't playing stuff from Spinal Tap or the Simpsons. We were playing Ugly Kid Joe. That's a good plan, actually. So there. Play more Ugly Kid Joe. Should we get, uh, what's his name from Ugly Kid Joe on the show? Yeah. Whitford, is that his name? I think so. Whitford Crane? Let's get him on. Then you have his metal edge pull-out centerfold taped to your bedroom wall as a kid? I did. Used to request it at uh, Skating World. <laughs> Cats in the Cradle. Yeah, man. Wow. What a time. Yeah. It says here, Ton, we were also 
Wait a second. Ten years ago, we were celebrating 50 years of KMSU. Wow. Does that mean tonight we're celebrating 60 years of KMSU? I don't know. Wish somebody had told me sooner. Yeah, that would have been handy information. Not that I would have done anything special, but it's just good to know that you still don't get any respect ten years later. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. Interesting. It also says here, ten years ago, we introduced a new segment to the program called the Five Count Mailbag. <laughs> wow, we've been doing the Five Count Mailbag for ten years? I guess so. That's crazy. I think we do have one message in it. If you want to come back to the present and uh, take a look. All right. If you want to get back to your jamming. Yeah, I do want to get back to my jamming. Ton, we do have one message in here from John in New Ulm. I am back in New Ulm now. I think next weekend is Oktoberfest. Might see the new Expendables movie. They had the previous three on Dad's TV. Watched some of them. I think Ton has seen Bubba Hotep? Question mark? Have a good day, John and New Ulm. Your thoughts? What a guy. I have seen Bubba Hotep, John. That's uh, That was an interesting film. Um, so Dusty saw The Expendables without me, and he said it was terrible. Uh, I didn't say that. Which I'm, I'm assuming it was terrible because you went and saw it without me. Um, you're not allowed to leave the house. Secondly, I did invite you. Thirdly, you responded to me seven hours later saying, sorry, I'm not interested. And fourthly, I never said I wasn't interested, and I asked you how the movie was and which one you went to, and you said Expendables 4, and it sucked. That's exactly what you said. Fifth of all, Ton, I don't use that sort of language. So I know I didn't say that. Expendables Part 4 sucked. (laughs) I will say it wasn't great. Yeah. It was fine. I mean, I figured so. There was a lot of squibs and nonsense and bad CGI. Really? Uh, I was upset with the film for one main reason, but if I mention what it is, I'm going to spoil it for you. I don't care. So I should probably not say it. I don't care. What if I spoil it for everyone else? I don't care even more so. Okay, listen, everyone out there. If you don't want Expendables 4 spoiled, skip ahead till next week. Just to be safe. Just to be safe. Because we might talk about it for the next 50 minutes. Okay. So, here's my big problem with Expendables Part 4. All right. I went to the film because I am a fan of the actor Sylvester Stallone. Yes. He has been in the last three films. You could say that he was the main character. Yeah. Uh, In Expendables Part 4... Sylvester Stallone is in the movie. And get this. They kill him off 20 minutes into the freaking movie. 20 minutes in? Yes. What? That seems way too early. So I'm like, uh, the only reason I paid money to see this movie is because I thought Stallone was in it. And now he's dead. So the rest of these jabrones are going to carry the rest of the film, which they did. Until, like, the last 10 minutes of the movie when you find out, oh, psych, he faked his death. He's back. (laughs) 
So he was in the first 20 minutes, the last uh, 15 minutes, and the hour or more in between, no Stallone. And wow. me sitting there thinking, this is freaking BS. I can't believe they killed Stallone. This yeah. is dumb. Yeah. 50 cents in this movie and Randy Couture, and I don't care. Where the hell's Stallone? If I wasn't so cheap, I'd walk out of here. Yeah. But then he came back. And then I, somehow you'd think I'd be excited. Yeah. But that made me even more mad. Yeah. I get it. I 100% get it. So that's my review of Expendables Part 4. Stallone's not in the middle hour and 15 minutes. It ticked me right off. Man. I get it, dude. That would bother me, too. So you know who is the main guy? That British guy that Billy Floyd shouts has a crush on Jason Statham. Yeah, that guy. I don't like that guy. He was the main character. I don't, I mean, I don't, uh, what can I say? I don't have anything against that guy, but I don't see him the way other people see him for some reason. Now, if it, if this film was a vehicle for him and not Stallone, would you go to the theater to see it? No, because exactly. I wouldn't go to his movies and neither would I. I've never, I've never been interested in his films or his work. So they did the old bait and switch. If he's an ancillary character or whatever, that's yeah. fine. As long as Stallone's driving. Yeah. If you want to sit in the back, whatever. Yep. But then it turned into a Jason Who's It's film. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth. Here. Yeah. Yeah. What do I look like? Billy Floyd shouts? Yeah, I agree. So anyway. Huh. That's a bummer. Sorry if I spoiled it for everyone. but What a serious bummer. Just know that it opened on a Friday. I saw it on a Sunday, and there were two other people in the theater besides me. So if you're thinking about going to see it, you might want to jump on it soon. It might already be out of the theaters. Wow. That's crazy. Well, that's too bad, my friend. And that's the end of... Tons movie reviews. Yeah. Huh. Sorry. Well, at least we're still on the same page. John, sorry if you kept listening because you're a super fan. Ton just spoiled the film for you. Yeah, sorry about that. Maybe you should just go to a monster truck show. That's a better idea. I can't wait. Can't wait to bring my son to a monster truck show someday. You think that, but I thought that too at one point. And then I took him to one and it was friggin' boring. It was lame? They didn't crush a single car. Wow. And I know we've wow. had this discussion on the show seven yeah. other times, but yeah. I'm still mad about it. How do you have a monster truck show and not crush cars? No cars were crushed by any trucks, monster or otherwise. It was just trucks with big tires driving in circles until their engines blew up. Yeah. Or they flipped over. And then they came out and tried to fix it for 20 minutes. And then he would do a couple more wheelies and blow something again. And then it would take another 20-minute break. That sounds really lame. And I feel like it's Eric Clapton's fault. (laughs) Just to come full circle. (laughs) Wow. That freaking guy. Don't get me started on that. Let's get him on the show and just ask him the questions that are burning. How about we get him pinned under a monster truck? 
Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't really want to be part of that, but, you know, do what you have to. Well, at least film it for YouTube. I'm not filming it. You can film it. How about we just play some songs instead? Yeah, just play something. I have uh, like 12 songs here that you're going to love. Okay. I like this idea. Then we'll come back. Ton will have more chest hair and less hostility.
Someone's dropped a bomb somewhere Contaminating atmosphere and blackening the sky It's good news week Someone's found a way to give the rotting dead A will to live, go on and never die Have you heard the news? What did it say? Who's won that race? What's the weather like today? It's good news week Lots of blood in Asia now They've butchered off the sacred cow They've got a lot to eat It's good news week Doctors finding many ways Of wrapping brains and metal trays To keep us from the heat Contaminating atmosphere and blackening the sky It's good news week Someone found a way to give the rotting dead A will to live, go on and never die Have you heard the news? What did it say? Who's won that race? What's the weather like today? What's the weather like today? It's good news week Lots of blood in Asia now They butchered off the sacred cow They've got a lot to eat It's good news week Doctors finding many ways Of wrapping brains and metal trays To keep us from the heat To keep us from the heat To keep us from the heat Yo, yo, what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, this is DMC and the place to be. And the only place for me to ever be is right here, just like you, if you hear me, listening to the five count. Rock. million years ago, a friend of mine made a tool from a stone and defended his tribe as technology. Sorry for the technical term. It's a wheel and a fire and the rest is a blur. Throw a theorized plot in the pot with applied science, let it sit. I bet it streamlines your environs, yeah. What's a resource local to the grotto? The method isn't free until the mechanism follow that. Technology, innovate a difference, a feat of engineering, a system made efficient. There isn't a condition, complication, a revision where the answer reach to build a more sophisticated widget. Idiot, tired of games, bronze age, iron age, weaponry in stellar form, shelter finer by the day. Livestock and vegetables and roads behind the highway. Mesopotamia out the motherfucking lion cage. <laughs> Tree of knowledge, pulling genies out of bottles, stealing from Leonardo's, plane, train, auto, hauling space age cargo, bizarre technology. Every day is tomorrow. 
telegraph telephone You could learn a door simple kitsy from my cousin Gia That's a in Sydney You could write a letter with no paper You could fix anything with a laser Automates your gig as awesome as it is. Wait, it gets awful. You could split an atom really nearly. If it's energy that combos for killing, then it will be. It's not about a better knife, it's chemistry and genocide and medicine for tempering the heck in a projector light. Landmines, Agent Orange, leaded gas, cigarettes, cameras in your favorite corners, plastic in the wilderness. We cannot be trusted with the stuff that we come up with. The machinery could eat us. We just really love our buttons. Um, technology, focus on the other shit. Body parts, dehydrated onion dip. You could buy a jet ski from a cell phone on a jumbo jet. T E C H N O L O G Y, it's the ultimate. Got me 
Whatever we do, we both agree. She ain't pretty, but I ain't too. The things we like are the things we do. My woman ain't pretty, but she don't swear none. She's kinda heavy, but don't weigh a ton. She's my woman through and through. I love her only cause her heart is true. She ain't pretty, she don't swear none. And I'm just a lucky old son of a gun. Cause I know I'm her only one. A woman ain't pretty, but she don't swear none. She don't find fault like most women do. She ain't an angel, but I ain't one too. Starting tomorrow, gonna do my best to get me a job and give her bones a rest. My woman ain't pretty, but she don't swear none. She's lots of woman and loads of fun. She comforts me when I'm feeling blue. I love that woman cause her heart is true. She ain't pretty, she don't swear none. Just easy going and gets things done. As steady as the moon, yet warm as the sun. A woman ain't pretty, but she don't swear none. The stove starts getting low The weather outside is full of snow My woman don't swear or nag at me She chops more wood from an old dead tree My woman ain't pretty but she don't swear none She calls me baby and I call her hun She ain't fussy but I ain't too I love that woman cause her heart is true She ain't pretty but she don't swear none and just don't nag when my chores ain't done I know I'm a lucky one A woman ain't pretty but she don't swear none A woman ain't pretty but she don't swear none Hello, this is Michael Girard of the musical group Swans and you are listening to The Five Count, and it is your great privilege to do so. Be well.
I said, don't be nervous, Ton. I'm trying to not be nervous. We're back on the air. If you could just keep it cool, please. Trying to be calm. Welcome back to The Five Count. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is The Five Count. Or at least it was. Show's about over now. It's about over. But you know what? It's not over for you, my friends. If you're out there listening and thinking to yourself, man, I was just hitting my stride with these guys. I want some more. <laughs> you think anyone said that? Yes, there's got to be somebody. You, my friend, you you know who you are. You're listening right now. huh? I'm giving you a little virtual wink here. Go ahead on over to thefivecount.com. You can listen to tons more of The Five Count all night long, all day long. You can go to The Five Count. You can look it up on the podcasting app of your choice. Listen to The Five Count all day, all night if you want. I just like to say that even though Tun was giving you a virtual wink, he was really looking uncomfortably right into my eyes as oh, he yeah. said all that. Oh yeah, I feel dirty. And if you really want to feel connected with the five count, just stop and, looking at me. Go ahead and call the the five count hotline five zero seven five one nine twenty thirty. 
you can call that number. You can text that number. You can leave a voicemail. Sometimes you might even actually pick it up live, especially if you call in Tuesday evenings. Yeah, but probably not. Todd, I got a lot of important things I need to tell you. All right. Uh, if you go to our website, as you mentioned, the five com, Yeah. And also on your favorite podcasting apps, we had an exclusive interview with Zach Holtzman of Dengue Fever. Whoa. Back again on the program. Nice guy. There's a new Dengue Fever album out. It's called Ting Mong. Awesome. And you could get the album and you could hear all about it. Go to our website, thefivecount.com. Or if you just subscribe to the podcasting hoozies, it'll be delivered right to your dumb face. So think about that. Guess what else, Ton? If you join us on Patreon, you'll get access to a brand new episode of The Five Count at the Movies. Oh, yeah. Where you can go to the movies with Ton and sit next to him and pretend that his hand is on your knee. Oh, I would so put my hand on your knee. Ton will talk over all your favorite movies and you'll love it and I'll doze off probably. Which movie are we watching? Uh, We watched. It's already available on Patreon. Heavy metal parking lot. Yes. It's kind of like tons life, except in a parking lot. I got to say, if you haven't seen this film, go there and watch it. Subscribe to our Patreon. Super worth it. I think everyone should watch this film. I think everybody should, especially, especially younger people. They need a, they need a solid understanding of what life was like in the 80s. And why Ton is the way Ton is. You'll yeah. find out exactly if you see this film. Also, ladies, if you're uh, considering subscribing to the Patreon, the Five Count at the Movies episode, Heavy Metal Parking Lot, chock full of shirtless dudes. Nothing but shirtless dudes. Even I took my shirt off while I was watching it. There were shirtless dudes and chicks with huge hair, and it was awesome. Ton, I think something we don't talk about enough is our YouTube channel and how you sub- subscribe to it and get all sorts of fun things, including the Five Count Co-op, yes. where we play video games together like buddies. Yeah, we do. It's basically like this show, except it's a video form on YouTube, and we're playing video games instead of just sitting here looking at each other awkwardly. Yeah. Old NES games, SNES games, Genesis stuff like that um we're usually not very good at playing them so if you're looking for a strategic walkthrough this is not your show if you're looking to laugh a lot i would say this is 100 percent your show if you're looking to just hit play on the playlist and just leave it sit all day so we rack up time watched and likes and stuff without you even paying attention that's okay too yeah it's great just do that Let's do it. Just subscribe to it and then leave. We won't know. I mean, I'll assume you're not enjoying it, but as long as you don't tell me that personally. <laughs> yeah, man. The Five Con Co-op. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> I guess that's it. Hey, you could always go to uh, Lori Dawn Ceramics and buy some ceramics. Yeah, man. From Twitter Lori or uh, X Lori. Because Twitter's called X now. X. X Lori. Yeah. Wow. Wonder how she feels about that. I don't know. You said something to chase her away, so we'll never know. Yikes. See you next time. See ya. Now, boys and girls, turn the record over.